This is The Death Star, a Yankees podcast. I'm Matt, and I'm here with Dave, and we're going to talk to you today about the upcoming season. Let's just break down what we're going to discuss today. That way, you guys know exactly what's going to be talked about. First off, we're going to start off with any Yankees news that is uh, breaking or that has happened in the last couple of days that we have yet to discuss yet. We want to make sure that you guys know everything that's happening inside the Yankees organization as it happens. The second thing we're going to talk about is positional players. We're going to make sure we um, break down our lineup um, coming up here. we we'll make sure that you guys know exactly what's going on with each of our lineups. Also, we're going to break down Garrett Cole, make sure that you guys are all on the same page of how amazing this pitcher is. Obviously, if you're a Yankees fan, you already know, but we like to get um, into how amazing Garrett Cole has been, um, been for us and how amazing he's been for the MLB in the last few years. We're also going to talk about our 25-man uh, roster to make sure that you guys know everybody that's going to be on this team and on the bench since day one so we're going to make sure that you guys all know what's going on and then we're going to talk about our five um minor league picks that are going to come up this year and that are going to impact the majors so again thank you for listening all right matt so why don't you go ahead and open up and tell us what uh news is happening with the yankees right now uh first thing i saw was that Aaron Judge is okay. Uh, people were worried to still see him listed on the report, but apparently he was just feeling ill, and that he had made a trip, and it, I think it was related to the COVID pro- protocols, and he's doing fine. He's not injured, so he should be in the lineup uh, on Thursday, which is exciting. Awesome. And then I also heard Brian Cashman confirms, as expected, that pitcher Nick Nelson has made the team. This is a big thing. I Like I've talked very positive about Nick Nelson. I think he has amazing stuff, and I'm excited about this move. Me too. I like what I saw from him uh, just last night. We were talking about him. Good for him. Um, one uh, one thing, one guy, another guy we saw the other day... Uh, and he's not on the team anymore, but I don't have to try to pronounce his name. Uh, it was Julie Chassin. Um, he was a guy that started a couple days ago, and he did well. But um, I think he probably wasn't really in the running to get a long-term spot. Um, you, every team wants spring training bodies that they're not necessarily going to stick with, and they want some. They want, there's something they want to check out, and they may or may not uh, keep the guy any further. So he's gone. Um, and uh, Dietrich. Uh, let's see. Oops, sorry. Derek Dietrich and Robinson Chirinos, uh, while not on the 25-man roster, uh, both signed deals with the Yankees that are going to keep them in the organization. Um, so Dietrich's going to start in the minors, and uh, Robinson Chirinos uh, injured his wrist right in the beginning of spring training, um, but when he's healthy, he uh, looks to be the next man up behind Gary Sanchez and Kyle Higashioka at the catcher position. And he's been in the league a long time. He's kind of old, but um, he hit... 17 homers as recently as 2019, which for a catcher has a lot of power. So he's he's 
been a he's been in the league a while. He's not bad. Nice. That's a big pickup. I feel like, especially as a third catcher there. Let's go ahead and talk about what Boone said uh, recently. He came out and said he did not consider Chad Green as his closer while Aroldis Chapman serves his two-game suspension for what happened last season when he threw a ball close to the Rays, uh, uh, Rays batter's head. I mean, I get it, whatever, but I uh, I am excited that uh, Chapman only had a, has a two-game suspension, and I'm great. I'm, I'm super stoked that he'll be back on the team. I don't care who's our closer, whether it's Chad Green or Britton or whoever. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, this staff is designed uh, to be able to put the players that need to be in the position uh, that uh, that are going to succeed in the position. So I don't really care who's going to be on that staff or uh, on, as far as closing games. Uh, but I am excited that Chapman will be back after two games. Awesome. So we'll see who we get. If we get in a um, close position at the end of one of the first couple games, I'm curious who they see as their temporary closer, if not green. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about our opening day starters, our uh, positional players. Um, You know, we've talked a little bit about catchers. So let's let's go ahead and start there, Matt. Um, Who is going to be our starting catcher starting off the year? Well, I'm going to do it in the lineup order. So... Uh, from from one through nine of uh, the projected lineup for Thursday. Uh, so starting with the, I was starting with the leadoff and going down the line from there, which is going to be DJ LeMahieu, uh playing second base and leading off to bat because the guy is a hitting machine. He gets on base all the time. He can hit it over the fence, but usually he ends up on base. Um, setting up a guy like Aaron Judge who can drive him home is the idea. Um, <clears throat> not only is he great at the plate, he is extremely versatile. He's been durable. He can play literally all of the infield positions, and I'm sure if he had to get stuck in the outfield, he would be serviceable in those positions as well. He, he, he's just crazy. Um, so much skill. that We've used him a lot at... Uh, at shortstop and second base. He's been at second base probably the most, but he's played third and first for us as well. So happy to see Le Machine leading off and healthy to start the season. And number two, we got the guy I mentioned, Aaron Judge. Always nice to have Judge healthy when the season starts. That's not a guarantee, Um, but he says he's healthy and uh, I'm looking forward to, to what we see on Thursday. Uh, he's obviously a huge bat, hits a lot of home runs, um, is really tall and strong, has a cannon in the field, um, perfect for uh, that being out in right field, gunning down runners, going to third or home or whatever. He's got a cannon. Not many more people that are out there than Judge. He also has been known to make some home run saving grabs and diving catches too. And if he's healthy, um, he's there's not many players in the whole league that are better. He's amazing and can do it all. And his, uh, he does like to swing a lot, but his plate discipline is pretty good. Um, so as much as pitchers don't want to throw balls towards him, they have to. So that's a... Uh, good advantage 
It, it really is. It, it really is, especially with Aaron Judge and the way that he really positioned himself um, on the plate. Um, as we both know, we've seen this happen a lot with Aaron Judge as he gets called uh, – um, strikes a lot in the bottom of the zone that are out of the zone for him. Uh, that is something that the Yankees have been very vocal about trying to get help from him. And I think this year that they're going to get a lot of help. Uh, they've really, as he becomes a veteran, people are uh, respecting him more. So you're going to watch that uh, strike zone um, as far as uh, um, umpires call it is going to go up. And I think this is really going to benefit uh, Aaron Judge this year. I love it when he gets struck out. He doesn't get upset. He doesn't get mad. But I, I'm just really excited about the way that he continues to show that he is one of the better um, players in the league. Definitely. And the fact that you mentioned how he's, he uh, has difficulty getting strikes that aren't really strikes called against him, um, I think there's a chance that that is going to change, not necessarily just for him and not necessarily just because of uh, wearing down the refs, but I think the the league might do something to figure out how to be consistent when guys are different sizes because um, it's supposed to stop at the knees. Um, I think that's in the description of the zone. And they call pitches that are below his knees strikes all the time because they're in the normal range that you would call a strike. So it looks like all these other pitches that they've called strikes, and they were, but they just shouldn't be with Judge. So yeah. If we can, uh, if we can eliminate those, he'll be he'll be getting a lot more walks for sure. All right, next, batting fourth, playing DH, we got Giancarlo Stanton, another guy with tremendous power, uh, another guy that struggles to stay healthy sometimes um, and can slump. He uh, the New York. Fans and media are normally not too easy on players who don't see much of the field, whether it's their fault or not. So I'm definitely rooting for him. I think he has a really good chance, um, a really good chance to do some serious damage and have kind of a bounce back year this year. Uh, he just can't have any any major injuries. So we'll hope our our uh, health and and uh, training staff are able to keep the guys in shape use advanced uh advanced methods to try to treat problems and prevent them and and we can get something done because he would he might be the uh the biggest beneficiary of that i know that we redid our health and conditioning coach last year we still had a bunch of injuries uh so maybe just with a little more time with the team uh we'll get that figured out because if we had been, if we had had even half of the amount of injuries we had over the past few years, I mean that's a huge difference to to the the end result and the total power of our team. So that's what I'm hoping for more than anything this season is a healthy team and a healthy Giancarlo. He uh, at this point in his career he pretty much just plays DH. He does play left field, but I, I'm, I don't think he'll be playing any left field for the Yankees. Um, we got Clint Frazier out there, and we got Gardy behind him, um, <clears throat> and a couple other, couple other younger guys. So I think he's pretty comfortable in that DH spot. That way he doesn't have to do as much running and stuff so and you're absolutely right let's talk let's talk about his only healthy season he's played with the Yankees was in 2018 
Uh, he had 100 RBIs and 38 home runs. Uh, that is something that, uh, you know, it's still not his best stats ever, but I get really excited about that because if he could just add that this year, then we would be in really great shape as far as a designated hitter, especially at the four spot. Um, but look, at he's only played in 18 games in 2019 and 23 games in uh, 2020, which was about a third of the games. Uh, it's not something that we necessarily um, want to see. Our One of our, what we would call stars, only play 41 games in the past two years. But I'm really hoping the way his swing looks, that this is a healthy year. And I'm really hoping that he is able to get 120 plus games in because I really do think that he could have 35 uh, to 40 home runs and really help this team a lot. That's right. Um, Stathead projections has him only hitting 15 homers. And you have to assume that that's largely due to his injury history um, because he's, he's not a 15 home run guy. He's a 30 plus home run guy. I think he hit 60 once, 59. Um, With 132 ribbies on that season, too. That was outstanding. Exactly. That was that was incredible. I remember everyone going crazy watching the highlights, seeing if uh, Stanton hit another one. Yeah, now i got to skip back to, because I skipped over him. I'm sorry, Aaron Hicks. I didn't forget about you. Uh, my eyes just didn't go to your name. So Hicks we have starting in center field, batting in the three hole, and he's really perfect for both of those spots. Um, I think he's perfect in the outfield. Uh, I love watching the guy run and make reads and adjust with the wind on the fly, and I've seen him laid out completely horizontally, you know, five feet in the air dive in to make it uh, a grab he's incredible he's everywhere he catches everything he's ruins people's home runs and he's got a good arm too gotta love hicks gotta love you're absolutely right man hicks is one of those gel players i love how he plays on the team he's not one of those guys that are going to play in 150 games he's not going to do that uh he's the type of guy that will come out and play in 70 80 maybe even 120 games, but that's where I see him maxing out at, especially because we have such a huge deep bench um, on this Yankees team. Let's talk about his best year as a Yankee. 2018, he played in 137 games. He hit 27 home runs and uh, had 79 ribbies. Uh, he's just one of those guys. He had three uh, um, third bases, uh, 18 um second base hits. I mean, this is the exact type of guy that we need on this team. He had 119 hits that season. I think this is something that uh, if we could get him 120 games, I think he could have 100 hits. And I think that's something that we should look at and be able to um, hang our heads on saying, if we can get this type of production off of somebody that, you know, is only going to play 120, maybe 120 games would be massive for this team. Yeah. I really like, uh, I really like him hit batting in that spot. Same with uh, LeMahieu. It's nice to have a guy that reaches base well. And for, uh, for he doesn't strike out. He strikes out, but not like at a higher than average rate. But he does walk um, at a higher than average weight uh, rate. So that's it's good to have a guy like that try to reload the bases after Aaron Judge clears them, loaded up again for Stanton. That's how we do it. 
That's right. And because Stanton's batting fourth. Uh, and after fourth, though, I feel like sometimes maybe our best hitter is batting fifth. Sometimes it happens. I think right now, based on what he's done, um, I, th- I think I would have to agree with you. Um, Judge has been inconsistent thanks to the injuries. So And Torres has just consistently been making improvements. So, yeah, he's incredible. And I, I really expect a big year out of him. Um, he's been... He, for him, With him, it hasn't seemed like taking a couple steps for, forward and a couple back. Um, it's really seemed like he's made steady progressions uh, through each season, month to month. Um, and I think that it looks like he's poised to, to have a breakout season and to have all that stuff come together. Um, as a shortstop, he's improved a lot. Um, he has played some second base for us, and he did well there. He's had some errors at, at shortstop, and there are some Yankee fans who don't think that he's a long-term shortstop and that they should get a different shortstop and move him over, back over to second. But I think he can put it together. Um, I think his his reaction speed is good. I think uh, his reading has gotten better, and he's good at uh, he's good at catching and throwing too which is really important from that spot to get a sharp grounder back over to first in time. So we'll see. I'm hoping he puts it all together and uh, we'll find out coming soon. And check this awesome stat out. I love, I love seeing things like this. It makes me excited about him. He is the youngest Yankee on the 25 man day opening uh, roster this is exciting yeah. i mean he's i feel like he's been here for forever and he that's does. what's crazy about it is he is a veteran and yet he is still the youngest player on this team uh he's just one of those guys that the fact is is that when we were able to get him um from the trade that we made with the cubs i knew for a fact that he was going to be a difference maker in the long run uh, he has pro- improved since 2018 on the trade uh, he is one of the better young players in baseball. Um, he played 144 games in 2019. Uh, he had 38 home runs and 90 ribbies. Man, this is exactly what we need from a young player. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time reading off the 2020 um, stats because it, I just don't feel like they do a very good job at really telling you what type of player he is. But man, I am so in- excited about uh, Glaber. I-, I heard his swing has gotten better, and he has actually uh, picked up the um, slack and uh, what people call the slack on the defensive end. So I'm really excited about Glaber this season. Awesome. Um, yeah, we've got a, the projection for him is having 23 home runs, although he hit he hit 38 in 2019 and 24 his first year so i don't know i think 23 i mean that would be his lowest total aside from the short season last year so i think he's definitely hitting more than 30 maybe more than 40 i think they're just not used to a a shortstop that can hit that many home runs and he's ready to get paid so he That's needs right. to be able to bring his bat That's another factor for sure and this guy needs to help his his uh, paycheck 
his next paycheck uh, needs a lot of help because he has slumped quite a bit and quite often over the last few years. Really, um, the, he hasn't been really good other than the 2017 season at this point. It's been a while since he put together an actual season of being productive and effective behind the plate. But I still think he's he has a chance to do it. Um, I hope that he does. I think he can. And he's he's made a lot of adjustments. I'm I'm hoping that uh, that the amount of adjustments he's had to make um, to accommodate his skill set is are what have been keeping him from getting into a real groove, um, and that. It's, it's just stuff that had to build slowly, and at, at some point, all the pieces will be in place, and he'll be the guy that we saw a few years ago, because he was a monster. I want to see even glimpses of that again. I want to see it, and I don't want to see frustration in, in on his face after, uh, after it bats. That's sad for everyone. Uh, you're absolutely right. Gary Sanchez is one of those guys that I get really excited about it. I feel like I'm over optimistic about his talent. Um, I feel like whenever Matt and I talk about him, I'm always like, he's going to bounce back. He's going to have a good year. And, you know, he played in 2019. He played 106 games. He hit 34 home runs and 77 ribbies. Like, this is the type of production that we need from him. I don't see him playing more than 100 games this season. Um, I think they're going to be really cautious about how he is behind the plate and making sure that he is not going to get injured. They recognize injury really does matter, especially with Sanchez, as it does with everybody. But his swing doesn't look right when he is um, injured. Uh, we saw it last year. We saw it in 2018. Uh, this is something that we need to keep an eye on. I do believe the staff has done an amazing job to get him ready. I'm really excited about it. And to be honest, I feel like he could be the comeback player of the year. And he's one of those young men that I know for a fact that in six months, all you Yankee people that do not like him will become Gary San um, Sanchez lovers because he's just one of those guys that when he's playing well, there is not a better catcher in the league. That's right. I agree with all that. And if he puts it together, I will be ecstatic. He's one of my favorite players. And it's uh, you feel bad for the guy watching him struggle for so long. But he's not given up, and he's he's made the changes that have been offered to him by coaches. He's changed his uh, batting stance. He had a, he had an issue with pass balls, and he took care of that. Um, so I think he just needs to identify it, and and he'll be able to get through it. He's he's talented enough to get through it. All right, and batting seventh, we have Clint Frazier, Red Thunder. The fans love him. He loves to play aggressively. Um, he's been a hot topic of conversation among Yankee fans for the last couple of years, or really ever since he arrived, um, both for his game and his sneaker game uh, and social media posts. Um, some people didn't like how much he was on social media when like, the team is losing, but uh, to me, I don't really care what the guys are doing in their off time. If they want to be regular human beings, then that's cool. As long as when you're at work, work hard. And, uh, yeah, 
it's not so not a big deal in my book that's that was a little bit silly um but he's got if you've heard anything about clint fraser you've probably heard that he has legendary bat speed it's kind of a kind of a trope at this point but uh he really does it's like in the 90 something percentile and he's able to put that to use um, as long as he's ident able to identify the pitch. So he likes to be aggressive at the plate. Um, he's gotten better managing his swings and uh, reading locations. And the great thing is if, with your bat speed being really good, if you, you can have a slower reaction time to figuring out where you think the pitch is going and still have time on your swing to get it around before the ball crosses the plate. So he's able to catch back up on on uh, pitches that some other guys would be toast the, the first split second that they waited. So that's cool. Yes, man. And I am so glad that he has a nickname, Red Thunder. See, personally, when Matt and I first started talking about Clint Fraser. I said that he needed to be called like the Red Bullet um, or even the Red Rocket. But if you're a South Park fan like you, Matt and I are, you recognize that the Red Rocket is not a name that you want to be called. <laughs> and uh, so I, I I definitely look at Clint Frazier as uh, a definitely awesome for Red Bullet or Red Thunder. Both of those are awesome, especially because of his bat speed. Um, it's something that's going to be exciting to see. Now, his attitude isn't always conducive to being a New Yorker. And one thing that I love about this though, is that if you break down how he plays the game, it's so perfect for the New York style. He gets mad, he gets frustrated. Uh, man, there's so many times that I seen um, him miss a, a play and that he should have had no place being around even and he misses the play and he just takes both fists and he pounds the ground or he hits the wall or he does these things that are like you know um uh reactional you know things and i love it because to me this shows the passion that this guy has and if you love clint frazier like matt and i do you set and recognize the potential that he has and if he can just keep on grabbing that and getting better and getting better and closing out all this other noise that's happening in new york Guess what? He is designed to be a New York Yankee. And I am so pumped that he is on this team. And I'm so pumped that he has an opportunity to bounce back after a couple of years that were so-so. Me too. I like it. And I like that he's getting the chance to start, um, not because of an injury, but he's just he earned the starting left field job for the Yankees. And that's pretty cool. And he's still very young. Batting eight, we got... First baseman, Jay Bruce, the new guy, um, picked up maybe as kind of an insurance policy to see what happened uh, with the first baseman through spring training. Uh, it paid off because he is going to be the day one starter, it looks like, as Voight is currently out. Uh, I don't remember. I think the Voight is only supposed to be two to three weeks but I've seen some estimates longer so we'll see but he'll he'll get a chance at least for a little bit um, <clears throat> and we'll see what he can do he he has hit over 300 homers in his career so he can hit it um, and his last full year that he played 2019 he had 26 I think he's 33 now 
So yeah, still has a little bit of power, um, and uh, he, he's a decent first baseman defensively. Absolutely. In that 2019 season, he played for two different teams that year. Uh, I felt like it was a really good job. He played for Seattle and uh, the Phillies. He only played in 98 games. Uh, he had 300 at bats, and he was able to get uh, he was able to get um, 26 26 homers and 300 at bats is crazy. He was able to get 67 hits during that. 26 of those 67 hits were homers. Like to me, this is exactly the type of guy that's going to benefit, especially being in that ninth slot or eighth slot. Uh, this is going to be a big thing for this Yankee team. I'm really excited about Bruce being here. I think he could benefit. Uh, like Matt said, he's in the twilight of his career. Uh, I think it's 12 or 13 year career in the um, the majors. Uh, he's been everywhere. So right, yeah. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Mets, uh, Philly, Seattle. I mean, he's been a long uh, route in the uh, major leagues. But I'm really excited that this, this is the type of, of player that Cashman went out to get because he could really benefit from this team, maybe even prolong his career in the majors. And not only just that, but he has an opportunity to really make a difference uh, for this uh, Yankee team. And because of that, I'm really excited about his potential. He can play in left field and right field. Um, he can also play um, first base. And he said he's played a little bit of third base. So he's one of those guys that if one of the guys infield or outfield get injured and we are short on the lineup, he can move around and make up those places really easily. And we need a lot of those versatile guys coming off the bench and really batting in our eighth and ninth lineup uh, spot in our lineup. This is a really big pickup for Cashman and Boone to be able to play with for sure. I like it. I like it. Gio Urshela is going to bat at the end of the rotation um, and play third base. He is basically a human highlight reel at third base. He is always diving and jumping and snagging balls. Uh, he has some of the best reaction time speed that I've ever seen. He'll he'll just jump straight up, uh, standing leaps straight up, stretch his arm out as high as he can and just snag a 110-mile-an-hour line drive going over his head. It's just crazy. Um, I thought it, this would be an interesting uh, way to bring up the um, the stats and people's over over uh, investment in them. Um, is that the advanced analytics don't show Urshela as a plus defender, and anybody that watches him play knows better than that. There are reasons you can explain why they the he shows up poorly and you can point out they say that he was in position wrong or something like that. But if you watch this guy play, um, he's a blast to play for one and that's kind of the point as fans and he's really good. I I wouldn't want anybody anybody else on at third to uh, try to keep balls from going past. Yeah, man, I 100% agree with that. Uh, Urshela, to me, is one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, again, it's just surprising that the stats don't show, but, you know, who am I? I'm not an analytics uh, expert, so we'll leave it at that. Let's talk about 2019, uh, his last uh, full season. And I want to throw this out here. In 2019, when Matt and I and every other Yankee fan got a uh, fresh dose of Urshela, 
Um, I was watching the Cleveland Network followed by a Toronto game uh, the next time. And so I watched Cleveland and Toronto's uh, announcers. Both of them were like, how the hell did this guy pass our team? How did we not see this guy as being a potential? And that was a year, of course, the year in 2019 that he hit 21 home runs and uh, um, batted in 74 um, ribbies. Real stat, though, the real um, unbelievable thing for me looking at it is he batted 314 that year. He is one of those guys that he has proven that he deserves to be um, an everyday batter. And if he can average around 300, he's going to be outstanding. In 2020, he's um, batted 298. Yes, it was a shortened season, but I think it's starting to prove that he is um, literally legitimately a 300 batter and he could be one of those guys that if he's cleaning up and batting 300 and he's batting in ninth I mean to me he's a 20 plus a home run guy this is scary if I was anybody but a Yankees fan I would be like this is fucking unfair (laughs) exactly easily one of my favorite Yankees to watch and Watching him, watching him in the dugout, he's just a blast. He's always got a big smile on his face, always encouraging the teammates. And I can say that for a lot of the guys on the team. They really seem like a, a cohesive unit. Uh, yeah, Joe Girardi, I liked. Um, I was surprised that they let him go, but it's been it's become apparent since then why they did it. And I think it was definitely the right move. Uh, he was uh, kind of an old-school coach a lot of yelling that kind of stuff um he didn't seem like a hateful guy i'm sure he treated the guys well but a lot of them didn't seem to respond to that uh type of coaching that well it is a really young team and kids uh it's happening in in college sports and college basketball where uh players are deciding not to not to respond to yelling and to threats and stuff like that because they want their coach to feel like a friend and that's kind of the new, you know, general way to do it. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I think Boone was a really good, really good find. I know that people make jokes about him um, not being, but basically just being a mouthpiece and every decision comes from the analytics department and there's a lot of truth to that um but he believes in the analytics that they're using but he also definitely uses his gut because i've seen him make decisions in game that i know the statistics wouldn't back up but he does it anyway because he believes in his guys and they they appreciate that absolutely man i am completely excited about this starting lineup i want to throw the last person in there that we should talk about is garrett cole uh you know to me he is the um anchor to this entire team um people call him the backbone um i just call him the 340 million dollar man um you know like he deserves all the credit uh be able to come and make this work let's just talk about last year's stats with the yankees he pitched in 12 games um, started all 12, uh, got seven wins, three losses, and two no decisions. Um, just a really good job uh, by him. I feel like out of all the players that bene- will benefit from um, this you know, strange season last year, I think Garrett Cole is one of those players. Uh, if you look at his last three seasons, 2019, 2018, and 2017, um, all three of them he um, pitched 
um, over 200 um, innings. This is something that you don't want to necessarily see a player have to do four or five, six years of that. Their arm starts getting worn out. So it was. I think it was a good thing that he had a um, what we would call a third of the season um, last season or a fourth of the um, season. He was able to do some great things and prove that he's still a top line pitcher. And I am really excited about Garrett Cole. Who wouldn't be? I'm stoked. I love that the uh, the first guy we're gonna send out there is uh is Garrett Cole that's a good feeling our first pitch uh to try to stop our first team is going to come from Garrett Cole any scenario you put it in and say it's Garrett Cole it's going to sound awesome because he's awesome absolutely man absolutely all right let's get to one of my favorite topics of all it's always talking about our minor league system um, this is something that I always get incredibly excited about. I look at our um, you know, system and I watch the players that, that start off in the top 30 and then that end in the top 30. I keep track of all that stuff. So as the season is rolling around, Matt and I are going to bring you the players that we feel like are going to make the impact this year. Also, if we find out a guy's getting called up, we'll make sure that you guys know all this information about him that you need to know. Let's talk about the guys that I feel like are going to make the biggest impact this season. And those are the five guys. We've got one dark horse in there um, that I feel like can make a, a big step up and a challenge that he is ready to be in the majors. We'll, we'll discuss that as the last guy that we talk about. But let's talk with, about Clark Schmidt. Now, Clark Schmidt is one of those guys. Uh, he's 25 years old. He's been in our farm system for quite a while now. Um, he is injured right now. But in the beginning of um, or beginning of the season, and um, everything was going on. I felt like Clark was going to be one of those guys that was going to have a lot of um, chances to prove his stuff this year. Um, I still think when he gets back and gets healthy, the second part of the season, I think you're going to see Clark Schmidt be out there pitching a lot of heat. He's somebody that you need to keep an eye on because I do think that he could be one of those guys that comes out and does some amazing things. Agreed. He has some of the most insane stuff um he has uh he's been frequently uh been mentioned by i don't if you're familiar with rob freeman or the pitching ninja they like to show slow motion uh close-ups of pitches um and where they start and where they start to drop and he's been the subject of their uh of their analysis several times and it's usually just how did this pitch just do that and he throws hard so yeah love it i'm excited for uh for him to get back from injury i hope that it's not going to cause any uh lingering issues or that he'll be uh, he'll still be in ship shape when it t- comes time for him to start i'm excited that's right and he ranks number two on our top 30 prospects uh jason uh, Dominguez is number one. If you don't know who Jason Dominguez is, you need to go back and take a look at him. Uh, he's a, a player that we picked up uh, not last year, but the year before as the season was ending. He's an incredibly exciting talent. Uh, he's only 18 years old and he's ranked number one on our prospect list. Let's talk about our third prospect on our third top 30. Uh, this is none other than Debbie Garcia. I felt like he was going to make the starting rotation this year. He was one of those guys I was really excited about. He's only 29 or 21 years old. He's five foot nine, 
and 163 pounds. I'm pretty sure that one leg of mine is five foot nine and probably weighs close to 200 pounds. So if you just take one of my legs off, I'm pretty sure that outweighs and is bigger than him. Uh, but he is a special type of pitcher. I get really excited about the way that Debbie Garcia pitches. I do too. He's gotten some uh, big league opportunities due to some injuries and just needing guys. Um, he he performed incredibly well um, when he came out up and uh, to pitch last year and pitched in the playoffs. He was the decision. He was a decision to. Um, to start a playoff game, a couple of playoff games, if I remember, I'd have to pull that up. But he performed really well. I think he got taken out uh, a little early in one of the games that we lost. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. He throws a lot of different types of throws, and he's he's just fun to watch. And he's super young. It's always exciting. Exactly, exactly. Now, let's talk about our third pitcher on our list of five players that will make the most impact this season for the majors. Um, this is the last pitcher on our list, so we're going to talk about him. Um, he is ranked number 18th um, on this list. His name is Albert Abreu. Uh, he is one of those guys. He's 25 years old. Uh, he's been in the system for a little while now. Um, I really am very high about this uh, this young man. I feel like he could make a huge impact. He throws right. He has a lot of control. He's had control issues, but he's getting better at that. I am really, really high about Albert Abreu. Me too. I haven't seen as much from of his stuff, uh, but what I have seen was really solid, and the things I've heard about him um, have been, been great, so looking forward to seeing him get his chance to come up all right so let's talk about uh one of the young what i call uh young studs on this team uh i get really really pumped about uh um, this young player he's just i mean what do you want from a young guy that's still learning how to play the game he is one of those young men that i get really really pumped about his name is um esteban esteban uh Floral, Florial, Florial. I feel like he's one of those guys uh, that could come in, make a massive difference on this team. He is 23 years old. He plays outfield, uh, but man, that pop with his uh, swing. He bats left. He throws right. This is an exciting player. I get stoked about him um, coming up and making an impact this season. I do too. I, I like he's gotten some big league, league, league games when we're getting some of our guys rest and uh i like what i see from him he's got some fire all right so let's talk about our what we call our dark dark horse uh, one thing that we always have to keep in uh, mind is when we look at a dark horse for the beginning of the season uh one thing that we always look at is a how he swings the bat and um, b how quick is he because you always need a bat uh in the season and then you always need a very fast guy running your bases now tyler wade is that guy for us right now uh, but, you know, this is a long season. You don't know what's going to happen. So we always keep an eye on the fastest guys in our minor. With that being said, we are talking about none other than Brandon Lockridge. I feel like this young man, he is 24 years old. Uh, he is the 20th ranked prospect. A lot of people say he has a lot of um, ways to go before he's called up to the majors. I agree. But when you need somebody that's really stinking fast and you're looking at your list of guys this is the guy that's going to stick out for the Yankees. He's one of those incredibly 
fast guys. He can run from first to second in under four seconds. That is insane. This is somebody that you have to keep an eye on as the Yankees decide if what type of speed they need running around the bases. Love it. Love it. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with a pitcher, a starting pitcher, Lewis Gill. We got to see some of them in the, uh, in the preseason or the spring. And uh, he was really, really solid from what I saw. He's only 22. Um, we signed him. It's been, uh, it's been six years, actually, since we signed him. So he's been working his way up, and he's getting pretty close. He's in, uh, I believe he's in AAA, uh, double A or AAA. Um, so that's, that's right on the cusp of getting a chance if someone gets injured. Um, he's got a, he's got a good fastball, but he also has a change up slider, um, that are both decent and, uh, are improving. So I like that pick, man. Louis, Louis skill is one of those guys we have consistently kept an eye on. Um, like you said, he's only 22 years old and we've seen this happen with the Yankees before. They don't mind pulling guys up from double a, um, they, they'll pull them up yeah. from double A all the time. So I think this is something that we definitely need to keep an eye on for sure. Because like you said, he's got amazing stuff and what, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the season. It seems like every year there's always a surprise injury. Uh, I say surprise because all injuries are surprises. Uh, but the reality is, is that you can't count off uh, a lot of these pitchers. And that's why when you're looking at our list, we have four pitchers on this list because of that. This is something that we have to keep an eye on. That's right. We've had a lot of guys come up uh, in the field from the uh, from the system, and uh, it's it's coming up on the time when we're we're gonna flood our majors with guys from our our farm system with with pitchers. It's the pitchers' time. Absolutely, man. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the Death Star. Um, we are incredibly excited to be part of your uh, everyday life. We do this podcast uh, daily. Uh, typically, Mark would be with us, but right now uh, he has uh, some uh, appointments that he needs to take care of. So today it's just going to be Matt and I. We cannot tell you how excited we are about this opportunity. This has been something that Matt and I, we literally talk like this, uh, especially during the season. Um, this is the conversations that Matt and I have. We, we sit down and, and talk about the games. We sit down and talk about all these other things. And it's just crazy that Matt and I have an opportunity to be on a podcast to talk to you guys about the things that uh, we talk about on a daily basis. So thank you so much for listening to The Death Star. My name is Dave. I'm Matt. And tomorrow we will have another episode to be able to talk to you about our starting pitchers our bullpen and getting down to the nitty and the gritty of this Yankees baseball team. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks.